0: This force, this thing that lived inside of him Came from a source too violent, too deadly for you to imagine It it grew inside him Contaminating his soul It was pure evil
1: Welcome to the channel, ladies and gentlemen, Coriander, Killian. Here we are, part six, Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers. All right. Yeah. It's a curse.
2: It is a yeah, curse.
1: Let's, it, let's, it, let's, it felt like a curse watching it. Let's do Let's do this one, man. Uh, let's see who we have in the chat, and we're going to get this thing going. We got my man Sunrise in the chat saying, I'm waiting on this one. I think I just asked y'all about Curse the other night. Yeah, you did, man. You did. Uh, Slash Fred's in the chat saying, I knew what he was, but I never knew why. Yeah. Shout out to Loomis. Uh, We got Eric in the chat saying, there is a lot of better ideas in the producer's cut, in my opinion. Yeah, man. I hear you. Uh, We got my man Myers fan in the chat. Saying finally, the Myers fan has come back to Hatton Field. <laughs> What's going on, man? Uh, let's see. Eric saying once again Ant Man saves the day. <laughs> yeah, he does. Uh, Red Rusty's in the chat. What's up, man? Saying, hey, all. Produces cut by 100 miles. Just saying. Fight me. Laugh, laugh my ass off. <laughs> okay. Uh, saying hey now, H six is my third in the H ranking. Oh, all right, really? And, okay. and yeah, and you'll have to, you know, what we do every time with these franchises is we will rank them, and so we will be doing that once we get uh, to the end of the franchise. So that's going to be interesting because we've never ranked the Halloween franchise up to this point. So yeah, definitely be waiting for that, Red Rusty. Um, Okay guys, let's I mean, you know, let's just Acknowledge the elephant In the room, okay There are two versions of this movie Okay, and what we set out to do To hopefully make this a little Bit more simple We're gonna talk specifically about The producer's cut um, But also reference The theatrical, uh, because there's Some things in the theatrical that we wanted to touch upon Um Quick take and then we're gonna start, coriander. What's your quick take on this movie? Uh, you know... <laughs> wait, can I say something? Can I say? Wait, can I say something? You, 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 are you, like, you're like, uh, uh. As, as if, as if, as if, as if this isn't a question that I ask in each of our <laughs> videos. All right, go yeah, ahead. I'm know. just messing with you. I'm go sorry. Ahead. Well, because d- this is like
3: a, a a tough movie, you know. Because, I mean, it's got, you know, when you get the the theatrical version, I mean, you've got gore here, okay? There's some pretty good kills. Mm -hmm. But then when you have the producer's cut, I mean, it's tamed down quite a bit, you know? Um, And so... uh, But more cohesive. It is it is it makes more sense which yeah I mean some things that they cut out it's like wow why the hell would you do that because you're confusing people you know so Mm -hmm. that was interesting too but I'll have just Loomis you know he was like the soul of this franchise and Mm -hmm. to to think that this is it for him it's kind of sad you know because I've enjoyed Loomis throughout all these movies and Yeah, and I again enjoyed. I thought he was like so cute in this movie. You know, I don't know if it was just because he was older, or I don't know what it was. He did get plastic surgery, so yeah, those hideous scars, burn marks are gone.
1: Mm-hmm. But like I
3: said, he's just he makes the franchise, and
1: he really yeah, does. And just and so I damn cute. And and I, and I guess I'll say this uh, off the bat. Then I'll get your take quick. Uh, Take your quick take, Killian, and then we'll start. Um, you know, as we, as we showed in the open, you know, we just wanted to pay respect to Donald Pleasance for you guys that have not followed us through our first five Halloween reviews. We've talked a lot about Donald Pleasance, and rightly so. Um, Dr. Loomis was the cornerstone um, of those movies. And, um, you know, kind of like what you said, Coriander, for me as a fan of his and this franchise... You know, it is sad to think that this was his last appearance. So I just wanted to get that out of the way to just to, to just say um, total respect and and love uh, yeah. to his character and to Donald Pleasance as being such a, a professional and charismatic actor that he was. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, quick take for you, Kill. <sighs>
2: <laughs> you know, I I. Uh, rest in peace to to donald pleasance because this is the sixth halloween movie he's his character has been in five of them and he Mm -hmm. is always great i i don't i don't care he is great every time the camera is on him i enjoy the movie Mm -hmm. when it's not on him this movie is not the best okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) all i know is kill for him danny (laughs) you know it's like this movie is just kind of all over the map. I don't like the cult stuff. thorn, mm-hmm. Thorne! Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and tattoos just magically appearing on people's skin. This movie is all over the map. Paul Rudd, you know, hey, I like Paul Rudd, but even he couldn't. <laughs> you know, kid, Ant-Man couldn't save the day on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that—that's. Right. Uh, but I will say this, the mask mm-hmm. does look better than the last few movies so that Mm -hmm. is a plus Mm -hmm.
1: that is true uh real quick in the chat just to catch up to these guys red rusty saying i don't include the new trilogy until they are all out once ends ends i'll add those three to my ranking yeah that makes sense man eric saying as much dislike as this one gets i'd still rather watch it either version over five
0: yeah
1: yeah Uh, uh uh Eric says, sad situation, but I think Pleasant's uh, frail state helped the performance, especially in the voice. Yeah, I agree, you know, because and they work they worked that into the character because, you know, he talked about he was retired because of his stroke and all that type of stuff. So let's let's dive into this thing, man. This movie uh, came out in 1995. We're going to have some fun facts, too there's so much to talk about this thing and, and I'm, I'm worried we're going to leave some stuff out there's a chance we might have to do a, a part two to this but let's start off in the beginning we see um, Jamie Jamie is is in the beginning not played by Daniel Harris this time um, but she's giving birth and we realize that this, this is time that has passed between part five and this one kill let me just get a sense of what you were thinking in the beginning we see that she gives birth to the baby it's a boy they're doing stuff with the cult and all of that what were you, what were you thinking at this point in the movie
2: man I, I, well for me personally i i have never liked the cult stuff so at mm-hmm. first i was thinking okay maybe just maybe they'll finally give us more answers on this cult and you know all that's going on i still don't feel like they did that but i'm Mm -hmm. like okay and you have jamie you have her character but unfortunately she's not being played by danielle harris so i'm Mm -hmm. like okay you know uh and yeah she's in the middle of giving birth and you know of course you're you know i'm wondering well who's the dad (laughs) you know and Mm -hmm it's been about i believe like 6 years since yeah. the last movie so right. when they the thorn cult broke michael out they you know kidnapped her and has kept her right. locked away and Mm -hmm. who knows sodomized i I don't know i don't know what they did to her but they definitely allude
1: to that yeah they allude to that at the near the end when you see what well before well i'm jumping ahead we'll get to that yeah go ahead yeah
2: well and and you know all these thoughts are going through my head and i'm like that's Mm -hmm. creepy that's that's dark and yeah and, and and in a way i feel that that is a bad ending or end chapter for the jamie character you know Mm because because this you know she was played beautifully by daniel harris last two movies one of the best you know child actor performances i've ever seen Mm -hmm. and now we get to this movie which is the third you know of the jamie trilogy or the third movie that jamie's in Mm -hmm. and to see this kind of outcome it's like geez man like this poor kid her whole whole entire life like this poor kid has just been through the ringer. Yeah. And e- even now as a young woman who's been, you know, imprisoned for six years and mm-hmm. more than likely impregnated against her will, geez, like wow, this is this is dark. You know, yeah. this is dark and yeah. a little twisted. So
1: Yeah. And then you have that scene where uh one of the nurses uh basically says, Hey, you gotta save your baby. Let's get out of here so that you know jamie can escape with the boy with the baby and then of course the nurse is running back it's like why didn't you leave too man because you know what happens she goes back and there's your boy mr happy and he <laughs> finds her <laughs> Mister and and like you said man thankfully the mask looks better um this is george p wilbur again portraying michael myers who did so in halloween four um and i definitely think he looks much better um with the mask and everything in this one this was a really brutal scene man and so for me in the beginning when i'm watching it i'm like okay wow we're we're getting down to brass tacks pretty quick in this movie um so that was kind of an interesting thing coriander what did you think about that first appearance of michael
3: you know it's it's like where'd he come from you know it's like because all of a sudden there he was you know and Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's lucky that that nurse came because she had that dude in black, you know, who's after her baby. And then, Mm -hmm. yeah, then you have Michael. And yeah, and it's kind of crazy too because they got her when she was a kid. She's been locked up and like Mm -hmm. she can drive, you know, she did excellent taking that dude's truck, you know?
1: Right. Yeah, she escaped (laughs) in a truck. Yeah,
3: yeah, she did. And I think it was kind of silly too that. You know, this whole time there's like a radio station happening. This guy talking on the radio, and she has to pull over to talk to call in. And I just thought that was stupid because, yeah, said, yeah, you, know,
1: you, you yeah, you could tell that they were they were throwing stuff at the wall, seeing what sticks. There were some things that 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 did work. Let me just catch up in the chat here too, because um, these guys are working a little bit. Um, Red Rusty saying after four uh, and five, it really redeemed the franchise to me, as I have no love for four and five much. Producer's cut really explains things a lot. The Producers' cut yeah. does definitely explain things. Um, it does. Fred saying this movie kind is kind of Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, there's some aspects to it there. Yeah. Red Rusty saying uh, yeah, I like that element. Yeah, you know, there's some elements of Rosemary's Baby in there, but. Um, so she goes to the bus station, and then it cuts, and then we see you know Killian's fa- famous scene where you see Danny Strode, um, who is having a. It seemed like it was a nightmare. He's hearing a voice, saying, "Kill for him," and, and so forth and so forth. <laughs> and he so he screams. He sees the man in black. You don't know if it's real or, or not. And then his mother uh, comes in to, to you know, basically take care of him. And that's when we first uh, see Kara, Kara Strode, who's basically the lead in this movie. And um, I guess when you think about it, she's kind of like a step cousin to Laurie Strode. Right? Is that the connection? Yeah. Yeah. Like well, a, she like was a... like
3: adopted, right? No, also no. her adoptive parents,
1: Laurie. Yeah, yeah Laurie, right. Well... So well that's, why, well, technically that's what nothing. Saying. Well, yeah, that's why I was saying step, but okay, coriander. Um, I'm sorry. But anyways, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> but anyways, so she's doing that, and then we, you know, we're kind of hanging out with her, and then all of a sudden, you know, she's <laughs> getting undressed and so forth. And then who do we see, Kill? <laughs> we see, we we see your boy, Ant Man himself, doing his due diligence, and it's uh, Paul Rudd. Who, who is introduced into the movie. And we don't we don't understand too much at this point, but we do see that he has a bunch of newspaper articles concerning Michael Myers and Haddonfield. And he calls into the radio station saying that his name is Tommy. And you start kind of putting pieces together because he says, I saw him that Halloween night, blah, 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 blah. So that's Tommy Doyle. Yeah. yeah. So that was kind of cool when you figure that out. And while all this is happening on the radio station, and I'll pass it back to you, Kill, Jamie goes to this bus stop and she calls into the radio station. What What, what were you thinking at this point in the story? Your thoughts Look, on it? Haddonfield does not have the best uh, police
2: department, <laughs> Haddonfield does not have the best uh, medical systems. You know, and, and it just always seems like around Halloween time, circuits get. Crossed and 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 wires get downed, and all I know is this: I I, I, believe me, I've been in that situation where you you are trying to remember a phone number or make a call or this and that, and it just so happens this radio is hey. If you're being hunted by by Michael Myers, dial five six six. Nine. Oh, she's like, <laughs> uh, 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 uh. yeah, and so it's just very convenient And then she's calling this Howard Stern wannabe, yeah. and you know, of course, he's gonna think she's a quack, and right. you know, and she's begging for help. So, uh, yeah, okay, she at least tried the police department first. I will say that she tried, yes. um, uh, you know, emergency services first, yeah. but. Really call in the 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 radio hotline? You really think that guy's gonna help you? Like Dr. Loomis, if you're watching, if you're listening, you know, holla at your girl and luck <laughs> luckily Dr. Loomis actually was
1: listening, which is alright, yeah.
2: everybody just listens to this shock jock,
1: you know. <laughs> well and well and also the way that the movie tries to explain it, again, it is movie logic, but because of the big event that was going to be coming to Haddonfield to have them kind of reopen Halloween celebration. So I, I can kind of connect the dots that Loomis, you know, even though he's retired, he's still he's still hanging in there. And I love that scene and that's how they introduced Loomis when they said, yeah, what happened to his psychiatrist and isn't he dead? And then you know, Donald Pleasance, people look, I don't care what anybody on this planet says. And fortunately you two agree with me. I don't care what anyone else in the, on the planet says. Every time Donald Loomis, Donald Pleasants, I always say that <laughs> was on screen, it was just so cool, you know, because he's like oh, I'm very much he alive just, just retired. Like
3: he cheeks. Right?
1: <laughs> well, I don't know about all that. But he is awesome. <laughs> so, but but Coriander at this point though, you know, he's listening, Jamie's on the phone. Paul Rudd is doing his best Columbo. What are you, what are you thinking? What are you, what are you thinking at this point in the film? Coriander.
3: Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. You know, I just don't understand, you know, why this chick did that. Honestly, she should have stayed in the truck and just kept going, you know. But at least she put the baby away in time and got Mm -hmm. away and led Michael away from the kid, you know? So that was smart Mm -hmm. that she did that.
1: Um, Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
3: Yeah, And the introduction to Loomis, I mean, that scene was great because he's like, that dude, like you said, he's like, what is he, dead? And he's like, no, I'm retired. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. ah, he's so cute. And yeah, like you said, he's just... (laughs) Great. And I loved him in this
1: movie. So, yeah. Yeah. And we get introduced to Dr. Wynn, who, you know, works at, at Smith's Grove. And he's basically just, you know, we find out that they're colleagues and all of that type of stuff. So it was a cool little scene that kind of reintroduces Donald Pleasance into the um, into the the universe, the movie universe, so to speak. Um, and he talks about the plastic surgery and how he had a stroke Talking about yeah. the last time that he dealt with Michael and so forth. So that kind of explained a little bit, too, about his his physical state. Um, kind of what Eric was alluding to in the comments. Real quick, Kill, before I get back to you, uh, we got Patrick in the chat. He's saying, hello, Knight, Coriander, Killian, and Jerry. Donald okay. Pleasance was underrated. He really was. He really yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got Phil Phil's in the chat Saying hey there Horror hey. fans What's up Phil? Hey um, Saying producer's cut Is the way to go For me Yeah Definitely. I hear you man Eric saying Agreed yeah. yeah Yeah Um. So yeah Kill So at this point Now First of all Let me throw this out here To kill This was Was this the first time You saw the produce, producer's cut? Yeah Yeah Okay So before Thank that You him. had seen the theatrical Right.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. All right. So I want to get that out of the way so people understand that. I had seen the producer's cut before, but this was definitely needed to rehash it, the differences between the two. In the theatrical, at this point, Jamie leaves the baby at the bus station, and she decides to drive. She's pursued by Michael in a vehicle, and it's like, boy, Michael is really a man of many talents man he's just he's an assassin on the hunt and in the theatrical well in both versions he kind of runs her off the road they're near like a like a farm type of area barn in the theatrical he finds her and it, it, it was actually an okay scene up until this point when he kills her on this like uh, this machine and it's like what? What's going on? Okay. Um, but in the producer's cut, he stabs her, and okay. and we find and we find out that that she's still alive. Okay. So this is one of the the first oh, oh. Mo- moments where we you know kind of veer off. Kill at, at this point in the story, it starts to go into the Strodes. We meet the Strodes, um, and obviously. <laughs> You know, it, it, they had to introduce those guys. You talk, you know, basically the brother of uh, Laurie Strode's adopted father, and mm-hmm. they're in the Myers house. What were you thinking at this point of oh, the story? God. Because this is basically how we bring in Kara and and little Danny. <laughs> well, he,
2: this dude just has a punchable face. Just gotta say
0: funny he said
2: that kudos to you because you are a good thespian sir you 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 act to your strengths because he's a tool uh can i just say one thing before i go into it okay stay the fuck out of the myers house right (laughs) Right. you know and 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 of course luckily the mother figures it out like hey you know you know because loomis tells her yeah, it, it felt like some a scene out of like poltergeist, you know. Yes. <laughs> you moved the headstones, but you left the bodies, you know.
1: <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> you Shout Craig T, T. T. yeah. Shout, Shout out. out to Craig T. Yeah. Shout out to Craig T.
2: but I'm just saying if you're a Strode or a Myers, don't move back into the family house, okay? <laughs> like yeah, go somewhere else, please. Uh, so, yeah, this introduction was very interesting because essentially, you know, they're letting us know, like, the players, they're letting us know the family and, like, what what they're doing and so forth. So I'm like, all right, I, I guess we need to know, for one, why, you know, they're in there and, and also setting up uh, Danny. Cause Danny's hearing the voices, you know, kill for him, Danny. Like,
1: okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know that scene where where uh, the father slaps Kara, and um, and actually though, I will say this: in the producer's cut, that scene makes a lot more sense. uh coriander. I don't know if you remember the difference between the two, but in the theatrical, if I remember correctly, they didn't have him hear the voice before he pulled the knife on the father. I could yeah. be wrong about that but I believe no, that I was the big right. difference and yeah. so it may you know again and people have said this in the chat but the producer's cut definitely had a lot of scenes that made more sense because he came to the yeah, to the defense is. of his mother but it was because he heard the voice you know so that right. I gotta admit and again th- let me just say this okay for people watching this or watching the replay we, we myself big time are well aware of how the fandom is divided on these these some of these movies especially like from five through rob zombies movies you know we understand that we're beyond that we're going to review it anyway we're going to talk about the good and the bad i will say this right now and i, I don't know if, I, I mean i guess i could speak for you and you and coriander too, kill but i enjoy all these movies to varying degrees You know what I'm saying? So I just want to put that out there because some people are like... Because there's a lot of people that despise this movie. And I understand a lot of that reason. You know what I'm saying? But the reason I'm saying all this is because that scene in the kitchen with the father, Kara, Danny... It actually was a pretty good scene. There was a lot of tension in it because the father is an asshole. Ah, and 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 you understand that Kara was away at school and came back home... And, you know, he resents her. Yeah, with a bastard son (laughs) and all that. So I will say it was a pretty good scene. You know, it definitely had some tension. But anyways, but, well, I'll ask you too, Coriander. What did you think of that scene and how it set up the players in the movie? Or at least half of the players, I should say.
3: Uh, It made you feel bad for the mother and the Mm -hmm. daughter and the poor grandson. Because, Yeah. yeah, this guy's a fucking asshole. Yeah, he and is. I'm glad it made me happy when he got it. So right, yeah, yeah
1: they they definitely That's set the him both. up. Yeah,
3: yeah, definitely. So yeah, yeah. Kudos to them for doing that. Yes, right.
1: <laughs> All right, real quick in the uh, chat, Fred was saying I read that the producer's cut was originally bootleg. It sure was. Yep, it was. Eric saying it was. Uh, I had my VHS copy of it back in the day. Yes. Red Rusty saying his death was much appreciated. (laughs) Eric saying, the mom is in one of my favorite 80s comedies, Better Off Dead. You're right. Yeah, you are. Strange Monkeys in the chat, man. Saying uh, Killian is speaking the truth anywhere but the Myers house. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Eric saying the Halloween fans are the hardest ones to get on your side if there's one you enjoy that they hate. Trust me that you know that actually that's an interesting comment eric let me i'll get back to that in a second patrick saying michael myers needed a cat growing up. jeez yeah he yeah. did or he it. who are
3: you kidding you see rob zombies version
1: right uh. right but but let me get back let me get back to what eric was saying um saying that the halloween fans are the hardest you know that could be very true i think that might be an interesting episode or discussion to have, especially with the Trinity. You know, which fan base was uh the toughest? Was it Friday, Nightmare, or Halloween? Off the bat, I probably would say uh, Halloween, you know, because yeah. But that's also the, the flip side of that is that's also because Halloween had such a an up and down with these these move, we're hey, you guys know what I say. We're in dark territory right now. We are literally in the heart of dark territory because, from five all the way through Rob Zombie's movies, you've got people that absolutely love and absolutely hate these movies. You know, up what I'm and saying? down, up and down. So I think that's also why these fans are just so, you know, wow, they don't know what's going on. Um, anyways, though, let's get back on track here. You have that scene where um, Tommy finds Loomis. And that, that was a cool little scene, you know, just when you think about the mythology of the movie, because um, obviously, you know, Loomis, you know, kind of helped them out back in the day. Obviously, Laurie did. But you know what I'm saying? Kill, what did you think of this scene and, and Donald okay. Pleasant's as usual, doing his thing? Well, well first off, and I, I, I would be remiss
2: if I didn't say this. So I have to nitpick real quick. Mm-hmm. So Tommy goes to the bus station. And yes. he asks, hey, did a bus arrive here from Blicky Blicky? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He goes into the women's bathroom and on cue, that baby in the trash ham- hamper must have been like, oh, is that Paul Rudd? Wah! Wah! <laughs> the <laughs> baby the has blood. been there overnight. Okay, yes. But That's what he, him. the baby has been there overnight. No one else heard a baby crying all night long. No other woman went in that bathroom so okay movie yeah. movie plot i, I yeah okay movie so logic. he get he yeah he gets the baby and he's just walking around like a creeper holding the baby <laughs> yeah, right, then he goes yeah. uh, look i look i love paul rudd but i'm right? sorry if i saw like a guy doing like a lot of this and looking weird uh, that's your baby is that your baby <laughs>
0: you
2: know, he can't okay, and and once again he goes to Knight's favorite place. He goes to a hospital, you know. Ooh, yes. And he, he's is. like, "Hey, my baby needs help," and and you know, like, "Oh, come on!" You know. Okay, I'll I'll find her help. Security, we have yeah. we have a weird guy here. <laughs> and, we have and a problem. So I don't even know why he did he want security to follow him. I, I don't know the logic
1: of you that. You know what I think. Please. Well, you mean why did you mean why did he go to the hospital? The no, doctor? no, no. Well, no, well that. But why did he yell at the woman like that? It seems like he, he wanted security. I, you know what I think it is, and I could be wrong. But I mean, you guys in the chat, tell me. He's he's unhinged a little bit. He's oh yes, yes, He he he's definitely portrayed as, and I guess that makes sense. If you're a little boy and you almost yes. get sliced up by Michael Myers and so forth. And he was obsessed with it. He definitely is an odd guy. And when the the nurse at the station wasn't helping him as quick as he thought, that's when he freaked out. So I don't think he – I definitely don't think he wanted any security. I think he just freaked out because he's just unhinged. Right. True. he's just like, yeah.
2: Well, then, hey, what, what better help than walking down the hallway, Dr. Loomis? hey yeah, <laughs> and Dr. Loomis is like yes I'm Dr. Loomis but who are you I don't right? uh, you know? <laughs> he's like oh it's me it's, it's Tommy, it's Tommy Doyle oh my goodness what a kawinky dink yeah. <laughs> right? so I mean yeah but I did enjoy you know I guess kind of things coming full circle oh yes you know Tommy's here, Dr. Loomis is here and he's like telling him like I believe you doc Michael's mm-hmm. still out there. Trust me, I know it. I feel it in my bones. Right. And there, I got a theory. About it. I got. I got a theory, and there's runes and thorns and kill for him, Danny. It's a lot of stuff going on, Doctor Lewis. Right. <laughs> you know. And right. and hey, meet me at the event that's going to have all of these people in costume at 9 p.m. That's the right. best place we should meet. A place right, where every, right. everyone is in costumes. I'll see you there. <laughs> I'll have a beer for you. That, that's the best place to meet.
1: <laughs> All right, Patrick says Halloween <laughs> is the most uneven horror franchise. Hey man, you you are speaking the gospel truth. And I and I told Kill and Coriander many times, man, this is going to be rough because <laughs> you have some of the movies that are some of the best, you know, in horror, and and then you've got some that are just like, holy crap, man. What were they? What were they thinking? But but we do have fun facts. And the interesting thing is, as usual, there's a lot of things happening behind the scenes with directors and producers and yeah. this and that. And it's ridiculous shit. It really is.
3: The director is an asshole to boot.
1: Well, that too. But but let let me back up a second though, because before he finds Paul Rudd at the hospital, he goes to where Jamie was because Jamie did get stabbed by Michael, and that was a scene that's different. Okay, so this is in the producer's cut, not in the theatrical, and he sees the, the the symbol in the haystack and all that. It's like, did Michael really take the time to <laughs> right. carve in a symbol of thorn?
3: It looked like it, it was, like, it, burned. Yeah, yeah, It, was, yeah. Like
1: it, was, it was, it was, it was Michael's
2: hype man <laughs> who did it, thromer. okay? Yeah. It was his press, his press agent. Right. Was like, oh, I gotta <laughs> do the tag.
1: Get right. that thorn. You were here. But, but, you know, Loomis is basically like he's back and, and Jamie's there. She's alive in the producer's cut. In the theatrical, this is where she was killed. She was killed on that machine. But in the producer's cut, she was just stabbed. And Loomis, as usual, and again, we, we love him anyways, but for, on the real. Shout out to Loomis once again, knowing, knowing the unknowable in Haddonfield. He's like, he's back. He's like, you know, and and the and, what, and the cop was like, you know, we don't need any more of that talk from years ago, and we've moved on, and you know, Loomis is like, well, Michael hasn't moved on. Michael's moving in, you know. And, and,
2: and you and you, and you know what I love is like, it it, it just seems like uh, uh, fate just works every time. As soon as he's having this conversation, then you hear stuff like. Uh, Sergeant, you better get over here. We found the Jamie, you know, blah 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 body. Oh this man. and that. Oh, really? 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 <laughs> right. Did you just hear that
1: shit? See, I told you. <laughs> yeah,
2: <right. laughs> it's just, it's you know, crazy. is that a coincidence?
1: Right. Is that a ghost? Yeah, he's talking about yeah. don't bring up any more ghosts of the past. And Loomis got, got serious with him. Is that a ghost? Look, y'all like, better
2: yeah. y'all better stop messing with yes. Loomis, he is right. not here for the games. He's retired. So now he right. could
1: get even less of a fuck. He is retired. Right. I know. <laughs> so so Corey Andrew, let me throw it to you because this uh. was um and we played the audio from this scene. Um, in, in the intro, but Loomis goes to the Strode house and he talks to uh, Deborah Strode, yes. who is Kara, Kara's mother, and basically lays it all out to her. What did you think of that scene?
3: Uh, she should have left instantly, you know, instead of, you know, she, was, she packed her bag. Well, she called her husband and yes. was like, hey, look, yes. you know, this shit's you, going down. I'm going to yeah, take you, the kids and leave.
1: Well, and before and she like, said, like, oh, well, before, but before she said that, she's like, "You knew that this was the yeah. Myers house. Your brother couldn't sell this house, and yeah. you knew that on you could, you know, we could move in on the cheap and all that type of stuff." Yeah. So, I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead.
3: Yeah, and shit. Yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> I lost my train of thought, but well, she was yeah. basically
1: saying she's going to take the kids and leave, and, and he was leave. like, "Don't leave. Yeah. Don't listen to it." to that old man and all that.
3: Yeah. And it was she should have yeah just when she had her bags packed and when she was heading out the door to answer that phone was like stupid because she realized that Michael was there. Yes. Yeah. She tried getting out but of course she got tangled up and fell and broke her glasses and
1: Mm -hmm.
3: yeah the typical.
1: But it was a pretty good scene though. I will give them that. It was here, let me just say something. Look, I mean, obviously, I'm sure people watching this get the flavor that there are a lot of issues with this fucking movie. And and, and there were um, in both cuts. The producer's cut is much more cohesive. But I will say there were some nice moments in this movie as far as some tension using the music. You got the sense, and I could be wrong, but I'll, I'll pass it to you, Kill. You got the sense they were trying to... To, um, touch some of that original magic, you know, from the original movie. Like, I really felt like Kara was kind of like in the vein of Laurie Strode. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes with the camera work, when she was walking down the, the street back to the house and playing the music, it really felt like this was reminiscent of Jamie Lee Curtis in the original movie. Um, some of these chase scenes with Michael were very, um... They were tame, but yet brutal. Magic. And
3: his well, transfer, that too. like how we got from here well, to there. I'm using yeah. Derek's term. It was magic.
1: Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> we'll get we'll get we'll get to that too. But specifically though, with this with this kill for for Deborah, I thought it was filmed pretty good. And you know, of course, she's running So What did you think of that scene, Kill?
2: I I thought it was a great scene, but you know, if I'm here to see some gore, I felt. like it it, kind of left me wanting because michael has an axe i don't know where he got the axe from but you know it's magic i got an axe
1: well no she she had it on the porch you know you're you're, you're right you're right she put it it in a box and then bought the brought the box in the house and then when she was busy and on the phone and then she gets packing and then she comes down the stairs and she sees in the box that the axe is gone right you're right yeah
2: yeah so but you know the suspense of it is you know he is the shape and you see him in 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 the back of certain scenes and this and that and she she's like oh crap loomis was right let me get out of here and -hmm. then that scene that you that photo you just had where he's over her and he swings it and then you just see the blood splatter and i'm just like Mm -hmm. all right i mean the lead up and the build up was so good but then just Mm -hmm. to see some fruit juice splatter on the white sheets (laughs) Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. okay,
1: cool, mm-hmm. all right. <laughs> and then, you know, and then, it, so it's so funny because all these kind of things are happening, and 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 a lot of it is happening during the during the day too, which was kind of interesting. Um, I'm not exactly sure how I feel about that, but interesting. But you have that scene where Danny's walking down the the street with a with a pumpkin, and who does he bump into and drop his pumpkin and it gets destroyed, but. The guy that it happened to in the original movie I thought that was kind of I'm assuming that was done on purpose, you know, so that was kind of a neat yeah. little callback. But so Tommy meets Danny and befriends him and so forth. And then you have that scene where when Kara comes back home and again, she doesn't know that her mother has been killed. So everything's kind of weird at this point, but she befriends uh, Paul Rudd's character and basically he's like you're in danger he tells her the story so she knows what's up and he's like let's go over to my place and he basically basically lives in a uh, halfway house type of place with uh, Miss Blankenship and I can't remember kill or Coriander you might remember was was she a character that was at least named in the original movie I'm not sure. Okay, yeah, I'm just I'm, wa- sure I'm, I'm just I'm just wondering if if there's a callback because you know how when in, in the original Laurie would say ha- hello to neighbors and this and that or whatever I couldn't remember if she had said that name but anyways hmm. um, Paul Rudd's basically preaching the gospel to Kara and Kara is helping uh, him out with the baby because he has the baby he's trying to take care of the baby and Danny he looks outside who does he see there's Mister Happy. <laughs> kill this kill f- kill for him and it's like <laughs> okay i now i'm going to just admit now again there're these scenes where you don't know if what danny is seeing is real or if it's an illusion which is kind of cool you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but i'm i don't know i don't i don't know for sure but i was thinking michael was really there because obviously michael you know makes a killing in, in, in a little while but if he is out there it's like why didn't he just come over there and kill them you know know. so i don't know but anyways well
2: because because he wants to scare them from across the way by just yeah yeah it's not his (laughs) house damn it right 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 (laughs) he Um, has to be he has to be asked in like a vampire you know you have to ask him
1: Red Rusty says, Resurrection is one of the top 10 most hated horrible movies in my list of all time. All right. Next week's going to be fun, then, when we talk about Resurrection. <laughs> well, actually, no, two weeks, because we got H2O next week. Uh, Strange Monkey saying, I'm not the biggest fan of the producer's cut because of the ending, but I appreciate the fact that we got to see more of Dr. Loomis. That's yeah. right, man. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, We got my man the Wolfman's in the chat saying, hello, everyone. What's going on, man? Nice to see you, brother. Saying, I still need to see the producer's cut. I own it, but only ever seen the theatrical. Oh, okay. Well, hey.
3: You need to see it.
1: Yeah, you gotta check it out, man. It'll straighten
3: some things out.
1: Yeah. Now, I want to also say another thing, too. And, Coriander, uh, I'll pass this to you. I did think that they got some really cool atmosphere in this movie and ambiance. What did you think of that?
3: Yeah. I I completely agree. Just like when you said how certain scenes they were like almost paying respect to the original, like you said Mm -hmm. when she was running across the street and pounding on the door to get in.
1: Yes, yes. That was definitely (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I I think yeah, it was great. Yep. Um and so yeah, so Tommy's basically passing on the knowledge to Kara. But then we have the unfortunate demise of Jamie Lloyd and god man I, I don't know man she's in the hospital she has a vision okay uh, you know we're assuming she's dreaming or whatever and it basically gives you the understanding of what happened at the end of five you know once once she's screaming no no and then it cut the black they basically showed a van and um, they, they basically uh, broke Michael out of jail and someone grabbed Danielle Harris or Jamie, you know what I'm saying? And then they show her in the corridors of this place and tie it up, and then you know they see this ritual scene, and you basically understand that Michael is the father of this baby, which uh, you know. Uh,
3: that was I don't know. Stupid. I'm sorry, but
1: I don't know. That was Kill. So stupid. Yeah, I mean, and then of course you see that when she she. I don't know if she wakes up from this dream or whatever, but she's laying there, and then you got the gun to her head, and then bam, that was the end of Jamie Lloyd. What did you think of this kill?
2: I, 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 feel, I feel bad for the character, um, and mm-hmm. I think I said this before, but yeah. the character was played so well by Daniel Harris, one of the mm-hmm. greatest child uh, actor or actress performances I've ever seen. And then for her to end like this, to be captured and imprisoned for six years, to be pretty much probably raped by michael myers and being impregnated and then to be to finally get away get stabbed and then to get shot in her hospital bed Mm -hmm. by a cowardly dude i feel like i feel like i'm preaching something from kill bill there are a lot of things we'll do (laughs) if she wakes up and we'll do more but we won't do that Cause that thing <laughs> is not honorable, and that's bullshit. Like Thorn Cold, "Do better." <laughs> I, I, I felt I felt <laughs> that this was a terrible way to end this character. It was would, hard. Would you, yeah. would
1: you think? Would you think of it, Coriander?
3: I agree with Killian. I mean, it's it's stupid to end it this way. It's crazy to think that Michael is the father, and. Yeah,
1: it's just dumb mm-hmm. That's Okay Alright And then from here, just to kind of skim over this As we, we kind of head into the third act um, you, You've got uh, Kara's um, uh, Brother and his girlfriend Or whoever They're partying at the fair You see the Howard Stern wannabe guy But then you got uh, Biff Biff himself who comes back to the Myers house And <laughs> the lights The lights go off and then he's basically like, "Oh, is it the boogeyman?" It's like you're damn right it is. And <laughs> Michael, Michael takes care of business like he should. And uh, that was a that was a satisfying death. It's funny though. And, and Coriander, you can back me up on this uh, if I'm not right. Let me know. But in the theatrical cut, that kill was a lot gorier. You could see, um, mm. you know, him foaming at the mouth and, and all this type of stuff as he was being electrocuted. But in the yeah. producer's cut they did not show all of that it was it was a little bit more of uh truncated is, is that right yeah. yeah yeah okay all right and then so now remember michael's at the myers house and here's where we get our our uh, callbacks to season of the witch he's at the myers house All of a sudden, the fair is going on, and you know that it's a fairly good distance because we see the Howard Stern wannabe who wants to go to the Myers house, and he's like, get the car so we can go. So while he's on the phone, and this is only a few minutes in movie time that's going on, he gets into the van, it's a Smith Grove van, and Michael's in the van and kills him. (laughs) Michael walked from the Myers house all the way to where the fair was, which we assume is at least a couple minutes' drive, right, and then and he just goes into the van and is waiting. Movie logic, guys. Movie logic. And then then we have uh, the two that are going back to the house, Kara's brother and her girl, his girlfriend. And, you know, they, they fool around and all that type of stuff. So that's fine. But then Michael goes back to the house. And we're talking about minutes. I mean, Michael does not run. We, we've already established that a long time ago. Michael does not run he always walks, or at least you know, maybe a fast walk. So, anyways, what were you thinking of of, of all this stuff that was going on, Kill?
2: Man, I, I was just taking mental notes of just just <laughs> all of these flaws and faults. For one, okay, you, you killed the Howard Stern wannabe he's not a strode he's not in your house i mean he said he's coming to your house so i guess michael's like oh no you're not let me let me power walk right, right, right. down down this down here and i'll just, i'll right. just i'll get in this vehicle i'll i'll take you out and then oh right. wait a second they're having sex let me walk back to my house <laughs> you know so <laughs> michael's so michael, getting some exercise michael's a <laughs> cock blocker okay <laughs> <laughs> michael is just you know so i i think you know once again like you were saying movie logic, movie logic
1: you right, have right, him
2: right. doing these kills because you have you know these extra you know, players that we don't need right yeah you know we, that's th- the they're, th- they're there just to be you know more that meat for point. the grinder yeah but know? you
1: know what though and and I, and I don't mean to interrupt you but let me just say this because this is the first time I thought about this again people watching this is always live we're not scripted we're not reading a pro- teleprompter we don't rehearse this we're talking live so things just happen That's the way I like to do it. But when you said that kill, it made me think a little bit more about the movie and especially the brother and his girlfriend here. They really were not needed in this movie because you had Paul Rudd, you had Loomis, you had Jamie and you had Kara and Danny and the cult and Michael Myers, you know, it is his movie. So Mm -hmm. I will say this, and we talked about five last week. A lot of problems with five, Tina being a big one, Rachel getting killed early, a big one, but at least Tina, Samantha, and even fucking Mikey, the, the, the jackass, at least they were in the movie a little bit so you could get some type of connection to them. You, you might've hated their guts, but at least you connected with them in this movie. You know, I think they just tried to do way too much. You know, and that just yeah. popped into my head to speak of it like that when you said that part kill about these players that just need to get taken out. And we don't even you care about them, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Coriander, wh- wh- what did you think about Michael exercising? What did you think? Red Rusty was saying he was doing some Jason teleporting. What did you, you think, Coriander. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm, I always like the way Eric describes it
1: It's magic so. Oh, it's magic Oh, okay. <laughs> Red Rusty's saying he has tunnels around Haddonfield Like Jason did in the Friday remake Also, suspension of disbelief Is required skill to enjoy horror True enough, man, but you gotta admit, man cause, and, and Coriander knows Because I said it when it was happening I was like, no, wait a minute He was just at the Myers house How did he walk All the way to the fair And then decide to just get into that van and wait. And that was a mistake by by Howard Stern. I'm going to call him Howard Stern. That was a mistake of him getting into that van because that wasn't his van. So what was Michael thinking? I'm just going to wait in the van and hang out? You know what I mean? So anyways, long story short. Kara realizes that uh, Michael had killed... Um, the couple you know well she doesn't know her brother's killed yet but he sees she sees Michael coming uh, for the girlfriend so she has to go over there because what happened coriander little Danny decides to walk Hi. over to the myers house <laughs> come on right he's Which, under that you? magic spell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kill for him Danny right? and then you see and, and then she sees that her mother is killed I mean this chick is having a bad day her brother is killed his yeah. girlfriend is killed. She sees her mother is killed. And Michael is coming, man. I will say that that this scene with Michael stalking... You, here's the thing, guys. And, and, and again, this is just coming to me. And, Kel, I'm going to pass it on to you. Mm-hmm. The stalking scenes of Michael, or pretty much all the scenes with Michael, were done really, really well. I think they should have simplified it a little bit more and had more of that or elongated those scenes. Because that was where things were working to me what, what do you think kill and what do you think of that scene when he's coming after cara
2: i mean the tension is there i mean yeah. you know and it's cl- it's classic you know halloween you know yeah. you have the the final girl that's in a tight kind of space with yeah. him mm-hmm. and you know unlike uh i believe it was the last movie or actually it might have been the movie yeah it actually was the one before it with that scene where he's coming up the stairs and your boy uh brady <laughs> yeah, wanted, yeah. decided to fight him you know those right. tight corridors that's scary because michael right. like you said he doesn't run but he won't stop either so you can keep going up these stairs and then go to the roof but then you'll see those hands like he's right. gonna keep coming Right. Um, right, right. so I, I thought it was a good scene mm-hmm. but but once again the you know plot line plot line you know of danny coming over there and i uh you know that's what just gets me sometimes about children in movies like doing mm. like dumb things dumb now shit. mind you yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he might have been under the thorn spell he yeah that's what they were implying. you know yeah. kill for him yeah. danny is it, yeah and and honestly with all this thorn stuff and celtic ruins i think yeah magic actually might be the one here this time you know with the oh the symbol of thorn and i got these stones and i'm gonna put right. them here yeah. and put yeah. some put blood on circle. stuff yep you we'll know so that. i mean yeah but but for me scenes like this are classic halloween and i love right. those those scenes yeah. because it, yeah. it 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 does harken back to the finale of the first movie right with jamie right. and him so
1: yeah, and, and that's exactly what happened is that once she got free of him, she ran back across across the street to Tommy's place, you know, knocking on the door. And it was, it, now that I even think about it, just so ironic, because Tommy was in the house, you know, when Laurie was knocking on the door. And uh, she gets in, Loomis is there, he's like, lock the door! <laughs> like, tell him, Donald, tell him. And then you realize... That the cult is there, you see the man in black, and we, we find out that it is Dr. Wynn Schwing. But wait, but wait, uh, the way the way we
2: found out about him, he still had the, the, the Christian hat. Bale, the Christian Bale voice modulator.
1: Yes, yes. Kill daddy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah,
2: it's like come oh, on, Hello, man.
1: hello. But wait, <laughs> like, wait, what? But, but credit to Kara, and I said this to Coriander, and Coriander, I'll let you jump in. Credit to Kara, because when she saw no way out. She knew there was only one thing to do. Credit to Kara. She's I'm like, out. fuck this. <laughs> hey, credit to Kara, uh, credit to Trish from Friday 4. They know what's up. They know where yeah, they, they gotta do. go. Yeah, you they know, do. What, what'd you think, Coriander? Uh,
3: what could she do? You know? He <laughs> was right there. So, yeah. That, I don't yeah, know if i go they... ahead first, though, but... But, yeah. but that
2: move that move is called the nope.
1: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Right? So, so you realize that everybody's in on this thing. Miss Blankenship is in on it. You got the cult yeah. there. You got Dr. Wynn. They take now, this the baby. Now, definitely
3: a Rosemary's baby feel. This yes. The scene here with the
1: cult <laughs> yes. and yeah. Yeah. all this they, shit. They, yeah. they take the baby, and then you cut to the scene where – Paul Rudd and Donald Pleasance wake up because they were drugged. And then basically that's when Donald, that's what Donald like Pleasance. Was drugged. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. And, th- and that's when Donald Pleasance basically says, I got work to do. were, And he, no. he, he has his gun ready and he knows where to go. He knows he's got to go back to Smith's Grove. He has that scene with Dr. Wynn. And again, it was a cool scene. Donald Pleasance knows what's up, but Let's get to the end of this thing, and I'll throw it back to you, Kill. Thank you. You, you see, you see that Kara is is tied up. They're doing this ritual. Michael Audrey Myers <laughs> is hanging out in the room, chilling. Just just. He must chilling. be in
3: that rune circle in that circle man, of acorn that. that they laid out.
1: <laughs> man, all I gotta say is fuck that shit, man. And, 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 and if Eric is still in the chat, I'm gonna say something that he's gonna love. Even in 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 uh, uh Jason Goes to Hell,
2: as much as they
1: fucked around with Jason, man. This, I, look I think they just took it a little too far with Michael in this thing you know what I'm saying they you know it was just making things way too complicated I know they were trying to explain it and they were really pigeonholed by part five to explain this cult to explain the thorn thing to explain the man in black so they 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 tried to do what they could do but it just I, I wasn't buying it I really really wasn't so long story short they saved the baby. Paul Rudd and Kara are running with the baby. They get outside. Loomis is basically like, I gotta finish this off. Yada, yada, yada. What were you thinking at this point, Kill?
2: Man, look. You know, one one, one thing I'll I'll say real quick, just to Mm -hmm. piggyback on something you just said. Mm -hmm. The whole Thorne seance there, where Michael was there and everything, this was a perfect opportunity somehow for them to workshop something back leading towards season of the witch yes yes they they tr- they truly dropped the ball there because with season of the witch we had a cult we had witchcraft we had a lot of stuff going on now they would have to tweak a lot of things right but right. somehow they could have dovetailed right back to an older film in the franchise but i digress i think the
1: reason i think the reason they didn't though is because i think even still in 1995 season of the witch still wasn't getting the love that it's getting now you know season of the witch was still the black sheep so but you're right it would have been cool because then you could have you know you could have linked it in a little bit but go ahead i'm sorry
2: well i mean you know by this time you know in the movie you know they're, they're 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 you know Paul Rudd, and the baby, you know, and and our final girl, they're trying to get out of here. And Michael is still just doing like all this weird cult shit. Like you said, just seeing him sitting there not hacking people up like ground beef is weird. Okay. It's just, it's weird. And he's got the mask on and he's just like, yup yep (laughs) yep you know and 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 i i I hate to make fun of it but it just looks weird look at this you know and and poor danny is there they're trying to you know transfer stuff and win is doing his his evil thing and they got you know a scene from midsummer right here you know it's a lot of (laughs) it's a lot of stuff going on and i'm just like oh
1: man and then you know Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, well, I was what I was going to say is now, again, and this is in the producer's cut in the theatrical. They had this whole scene where Michael kills people in the room. Paul Rudd and Kara and Danny, they run out of the room. Actually, we played a little bit of that clip earlier because Paul Rudd had to get Kara out of a room and and Michael grabs at her and they have to hide in a room. And Michael actually it's actually another stalking scene where Michael is stalking them, which I actually thought was a pretty good scene. Um, you know, some good tension in there, but you know, obviously we're talking about the producer's cut, but here's the thing about the producer's cut. They're saying that basically this cult of Thorn, um, this Celtic, uh, symbol holds power over the individual and a child is chosen every whatever, whatever. And basically he kills his family line in order to, um, uh, to protect the, the rest of the to village. protect the rest yes so that it, only one fam, family has tragedy and it it spares the rest so basically what they're saying and miss blankingship explained this a little bit earlier in the movie that michael myers heard the voices in 1963 when he stabbed judith and then paul rudd was explaining to cara earlier too that it happened in 63 then it happened again in 78 that michael heard the voice and it only happens on halloween Killing the blood bloodline, and then it happened again in '89, and that was with you know Jamie, Danielle Harris, and so forth and so forth. Okay, all right, so you figured a way to connect all these dots. Fine. Personally, it's just it's just too complicated to me. It's like let's just, and I think my man the Myers fan said it in a video recently, and I actually loved how he said it. And don't get me wrong. There are some things about this movie that I enjoyed You know it's not the worst thing in the world Okay but I just think they got way Too complicated we're going to talk in a second about Some behind the scenes but the Myers Fan said something like can't Michael Just be evil what happened to the Days when he was just evil and Killing people right Yes, like You know those were the good old Days weren't they (laughs) let's just Have someone kill some people because he's a bad Guy you know Um, Or as Loomis would say he's the embodiment Of evil you know. So, anyways, that's just my well, look, quick. Go ahead. Well, 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 Luckily, we do get
2: back to that. We do get. We we do yeah. get past the cult stuff. And yes. oh, it, You know, we because in the new the movies that precede this, it, it there's there's no cult stuff. It's just right. He's crazy. He's deranged, and he is a psychopath.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's you because know. this this one was so panned by critics and fans. You know, it only yeah. has a nine percent. Rotten Tomato score, and that's pretty goddamn low. I mean, even you know, uh, Friday movies and Nightmare movies, you know, there's not many that are that low. It didn't make a lot of money. I mean, it was a five million dollar budget and it made fifteen million. But anyways, that's why they abandoned it after this. They were like, "Fuck this shit." Um, but you have that scene where Paul Rudd and Kara and Danny they get in the jeep and they're you know, he's like, where should we go? And Loomis is just like, get the fuck out of here! What are you talking about? <laughs> get get out of Hattenfield, you bitches! You, do you really have
2: to ask where you should <laughs> right? go any anywhere but he's here!
1: Like, yeah, and, and he's basically like, I got shit to do. Um, and, and also, in the producer's cut, and I'm sorry, I, I'm, we're skipping all over the place because this is an emotional conversation as you guys can tell. But Paul Rudd was able to stop Michael by using runes Basically created a circle around Michael so Michael couldn't move. He was basically numb, I guess, or whatever. So that shit happened. So when Loomis goes back into Smith's Grove, he sees Michael laying down inside of the circle. He takes off the mask and finds that it's Dr. Wynn. Then it cuts away to, to Loomis and he looks on his arm and Wynn kind of passes on the the whatever the thorn symbol to Loomis saying it's your game now, and you know Loomis starts yelling because he realizes that okay now he's being whatever cursed or whatever. That's a better ending for Loomis than the theatrical because in the theatrical they just had a cut cutaway scene where Loomis is yelling and you're assuming that Michael is killing him. In this, he's just yelling probably because of his disbelief or whatever. But then you see Michael walking away dressed as the man in dressed black. In
3: black in
1: in the hat and the coat and he turns to the side and he doesn't have his mask on so he's just he's going to to Disneyland you know and that was <laughs> the end of the movie but but you, but you know what
2: that that scene reminds me of Hannibal, Lech, Hannibal Lecter getting away yeah Han- hannibal lecter getting away, getting away at the end of uh silence of lambs i believe you yeah. know because he kind of you know you see that side view. he's got his head on he's like yes i'm going to, i'm going to hawaii peace out you know <laughs> i'll yeah. see yeah. you next halloween yeah hey, <laughs> i'm, hey, I'm hey, gonna go somewhere tropical had for a year had, and then hey, i'll come back he, to handfield
1: he's like handfield i'll catch you in twelve. <laughs> hey, <laughs> oh Slasher, Slasher Fred says it's too bad there was never any Halloween TV series Because there was a Nightmare and a Friday series And an upcoming Chucky TV series I'm going to tell you what Fred At this point Halloween couldn't even put together a commercial Based upon where the, where they were <laughs> at at this point in the, in, the, in the series It really was rough And, and I'm not mm-hmm. just saying it's rough because this movie was not good I mean it wasn't a great movie but it's because they pigeonholed themselves you know that's what they really did they pigeonholed themselves and I'll be honest and anyone who's watched our episodes you know uh, and all three of us I'll I'll say we loved one two season of which has definitely grown on us Uh, we love Danielle Harrison four, but I will admit and it kind of makes me understand the 2018 movie more and more this kind of started in part two because as soon as you realize that he was killing his sister it was like okay that's his motivation okay uh jamie lee curtis didn't want to do part four so who can he kill now well let's say she had a daughter so now he's going after his niece okay well daniel harris is not going to be in this new movie well let's give her a baby and you know it was almost like it was almost like the walls were closing in on the series as far as what they could do you know what i'm saying yes Mm -mm. um this is a great discussion man we might we might have to do another episode but let me just go to a couple of fun facts uh that we'll that we'll read off here i'll start with the first one kill and then you can read the next one we'll alternate um so these are for coriander uh the first fun fact is paul rudd the great paul rudd
3: yeah this is his film debut
1: yes indeed yes indeed uh our next one danielle harris
3: she wanted to reclaim her role as Jamie, but she was, uh, uh the film, uh, Dimension Film turned her down because she wanted $5,000.
1: Yeah. Wow. $5,000. That's it. Yeah. Five Gs, baby. No Danielle. All right. The original title.
3: Was Halloween 666, the origin of Michael Myers.
1: Hmm.
2: Mm. Mm. Just, uh, you know <laughs> <laughs> alright <laughs> Lord of the Rings Connection
3: Peter Jackson was asked to direct this
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, that, now that would have been pretty goddamn interesting
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah uh, our next one uh, the effing director oh god
3: yeah so Joe told like some of the crew that he didn't like the Halloween films, and he was only involved in the project because it got him three pictures, like a three-picture deal.
1: Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you
3: could tell yeah. that he didn't care for this movie, obviously. Th-
1: that explains Just look at the bullshit
3: so much. That he, you know, he came up with it was
1: a bunch that of crap. A- that explains a lot, man. All right, our next, our next fun fact: the greatest hype man amen brother <laughs> right
3: and of course you know joe here thought that many of donald Pleasant's scenes were boring and he had them edited out
1: Mm-mm-mm. well yeah. thankfully thankfully the producers cut put uh put those scenes back Loomis in back man. in
3: exactly because yeah.
1: that yeah. guy didn't he didn't know what he, was up he didn't he he didn't understand the heart of Halloween. Right, to
3: think Loomis is boring It's like, oh my god, dude You yeah. suck
1: Okay, our last one, uh, script fuckery
3: Yeah, it went through <laughs> 11 different drafts
1: Jeez Wow mm. Some crazy stuff, man Real quick in the chat as we uh, head on out here. Red Rusty saying, I don't want it to go to TV. I want them to finish the trilogy and end the franchise. That is what I'm hoping, as I do not like TV shows from major film franchises. I hear you, man. Mm -hmm. Well, Friday the 13th was good, though. I will say. Even though it had nothing to friggin' do. yeah, It had nothing to do with friggin' Jason. So, maybe maybe that doesn't count. But I did enjoy it for what it was. Nightmare, um, Freddy's Nightmare's had a couple of decent episodes, but for the most part, it was ridiculous. Uh, just to throw that out there, in case people wondered. Strange Monkey says, "I'm still waiting for the day that Peter Jackson directs a horror movie again." Right? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, man. We're we're pretty much on the end of this thing, man. Kill any final thoughts as we jump out of this thing.
2: Uh, look, and and you said it best. I mean, from from pretty much movies five. <laughs> From going all the way you know i would say up until the remake that just came out mm-hmm. it's peaks and valleys man so we are definitely in dark territory and you know i even think between us like i really did not like this movie i think i liked this movie less than you guys did but mm-hmm just like some some of the other ones there are good bright spots i thought the mask was better in this movie but yeah. there was just so much stuff in this movie that actually made me laugh like kill for him danny just like what 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 where, why you know and all the mm-hmm. the 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 thorn stuff that you know I'm, I'm 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 definitely anticipating the next movie because it's been a while for me since i've watched these movies and there might there might be a reason for that right
1: so. right yeah. <laughs> so, yeah no that's true um, final thought for you coriander
3: you know i the only good thing i could say is Loomis i love him and it's sad that this is it for him mm-hmm. uh, but
0: mm-hmm.
3: i'm not really a big fan of this one either this is probably, like, the worst one for me out of, like, all of them. So, yeah. Okay. That's all I have
1: to say. Um, and real quick in the chat, Eric says, fingers crossed for that leprechaun. Eric. For that leprechaun <laughs> TV series, right, night, Eric, you have officially been canceled. You know I don't want to see that <laughs> stuff. I'm just joking with you, buddy. <laughs> actually, you know, a TV series might, might actually be uh, pretty pretty decent. Um, Red Rusty says, Donald had a worthy send-off to me, or at least to those fans who love this movie. He got a great finale on his career. I agree. You know, I think, even though the director seemed to be like a jack-off, but, um, right? you know, at the end of the day, Doc- Dr. Loomis played big, you know, big enough, anyways, into this movie. Um, And, uh, again, Donald Pleasance uh, was fantastic. And speaking of which, that's a great segue, Red Rusty. Anyone who watches... um Our stuff you know that we're pretty damn nostalgic um and i'd be remiss to to not do this but but i will do a tribute to donald pleasance and more than likely we'll premiere that next week when we talk about h2o since obviously donald pleasance is not in any more of the movies but i gotta do something for him just a little tribute he had so many great scenes in this franchise anyone that's a Anyone that's a a fan of this franchise, you have to acknowledge that he was the cornerstone. He really, really was. So um, definitely look forward to that next week, guys. Um, We're going to do something. We're going to do something for Dr. Loomis. Um, Eric saying, a disappointing final role for Loomis film-wise, not performance, but his legacy will always be intact. Amen to that, brother. Amen. So anyways, guys, we're going to end off there please give the video a like. You guys know the drill. But also, in the comment section, let us know why you'd pick the producer's cut over the theatrical. Or if you go the other way, that's fine too. Any favorite moments that you have, any favorite Loomis moments that you have, let us know in the comment section down below. And we'll definitely be back next week with H2O. But don't be surprised if we revisit this conversation, because there's still a lot more that's messing with my mind you know um that i could really say but uh you know we're are you here are
2: you hearing the voices
1: yes oh, right God. <laughs> right <laughs> i love no. you man uh <laughs> strange monkey says get ready for horror freaks and i watch someone edition next week yeah baby oh. yes <laughs> nice. i was waiting man <laughs> i saw I saw uh, uh, Corey's episode. That was really, really good, man. Uh, Strange Monkey, you're all right, man. And, and such a, a big supporter of the community. Doing great work. Always phenomenal stuff. Always just the humor is always intact. So, yeah, man, that'd be awesome to catch that next week. Very, very cool, man. Yeah. Thanks for reminding. Thanks for the reminder. All right, guys. So we'll catch you guys next week. Take it easy. You guys know the drill. If you're watching this, if you're listening to this, you are the Night Watch, And just remember... Loomis is the greatest hype man ever. Yes. Peace.
0: Peace.